Welcome back to Sapphic Stuff. This is Maddie. And this is Kristen. And we are here to talk about Motherland Fort Salem season two, which, oh my God, was a doozy. It was a lot to handle and I'm still not recovered. I, I'm still reeling. Like I thought Alder was dead. And I thought she died and I thought I was going to have to die. I was, spoiler alert, we're big Alder fans, but. Also, you were so convinced that she wasn't going to die and then she died 10 minutes in and you were like, and I was so angry too. I was like, Maddie, you promised. <laughs> I kept the hope. I was like, she's going to come back. She's going to come back. But let me tell you that by the time we got to the end of the episode, I I didn't know what to think. Yeah, because it was so late. I mean, like, it was the very last shot of the episode. So it was, you really do go the whole time truly thinking like, oh, wow, this seemed really final. Like, like maybe they meant. But I was like constantly reassuring you, even though I wasn't entirely sure on what was going on there. You were like, no, she's going to come back. And I was like, I don't don't know. They just made like big speeches. I don't don't know, man. (laughs) They had like a funeral. It felt real. So season one ends off with Raelle and Abigail together doing the witch bomb thing and being separated from everyone else. It is with with Abigail straight up being like willing to die for Raelle. I mean, she had no way of knowing. Neither of them had any way of knowing that they would survive that. That's love, bitch. That was such love. Like, I mean, literally willing to just straight up die so that your friend doesn't have to die alone. Like, I mean, that's... Like, I don't know what else to call that. I mean, you don't see something there. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I will admit to being disappointed that the whole witch bomb thing wasn't them together. Because I, I did w- kind of want it to be both of them, but. I, I wanted there to be this like power in that relationship that it, it turns out they both have separate cool, awesome powers that deal well. They're together. both very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> And they both can use their powers together. And I did feel like it was nice that, you know, the witch bomb thing, like, obviously it could have killed Abigail, but like, she didn't die either. So like, I guess being linked with Raelle is why she lived. I don't really. Well, no, because it. later in the season when they try to kill Raelle and so well, it doesn't the kill, it doesn't kill witches, but I meant like they were dying, like, Ab- like Raelle was actively dying and like Abigail took on her like Mm -hmm. pain by like and her injuries by linking with her so like she in theory should have died like they both should have died i will chalk it up to magic mushroom and (laughs) this season the magic mushrooms got so much more magic strong they're really strong guys oh yeah i i love the mycelium i i think that plot is just so much fun i love a big fan of her she's she's great i like i love being able to talk about magic mushrooms and having it make sense the other day i was talking to um to my roommate who doesn't watch the show about motherland and i said okay so first she turned into Groot and then they shoved her in the magic mushroom (laughs) and she was like yes okay literally so she turns into a tree and then (laughs) they put her inside a magical mushroom and then she comes back and somehow as like I don't know it gave me like these Resident Evil vibes from like when Alice like I don't know it had it had like that kind of vibe to it I have no knowledge of Resident Evil except for the uh big titty vampire lady that's the brand new game I was talking about the movies but I haven't seen them I haven't seen them oh Um, well yeah you know it just like I got those vibes but I mean (laughs) I'm also a horror lesbian so that's yes you are (laughs) 
there were some parts of Motherland this season that were pretty horror-y. Like, oh my gosh, Motherland was rough. I, like all of episodes, I will say probably seven, from episode like seven onward, everything got really hard to deal with, like emotionally. Like it was yeah. never easy to deal with in the beginning of the season either, but it really picked it up a notch at like around episode seven. There were some definite horror elements this season. Like there was that weird little house that they went into where they had to find the source of the magic and creepy oh the dollhouse yeah the creepy dollhouse with the creepy baby people with the little like yes. creepy baby heads I did not appreciate that <laughs> that was not the thing that I like there was that there was the there was Nick D's magic that made you have magical nightmares I didn't there, like that <laughs> her like creepy bats that like made you have like horrible nightmares and like, okay so you're telling everything. me you didn't like that weirdly sexual Talder nightmare okay I liked that but I didn't like <laughs> wh- I didn't like where it went I like no. where it was I liked where it, what it was doing at the beginning so like I like yeah. where I thought it was going so this season like this this is Motherland Fort Salem it's pretty gay but this season took the gay up a notch. Like I'm about to list all the things I shipped this season and it's going to be a long list. Like know that I am a dirty, dirty multi-shipper, but I shipped a lot of things. So part one, Rayla. I didn't ship Rayla so much the first season when we watched that, but it grew on me like a fungus. and Much like a mushroom. Like a mushroom. And I really appreciated this them this season. I really appreciated how they got to grow apart from each other and then come back together and be stronger. I feel like they really needed that, like Scylla especially. And they just really needed some space too from each other in order to yeah. like deal with everything that had happened. So I was shipping Rail up. I was shipping Bell Collar, at least more so in the beginning of the season. There was this one line where where Abigail says to Rhea, we could be canon. And I was like, you could be. You could be. When they when she kept calling her shitbird and and real yes. like I really want if you keep saying it it won't be special and I really want it to be special and that was cute. Then there's Talder which snuck up on me like initially when other people had seen episode one and I started hadn't... shipping it as a joke and then yeah. now it's just taken over my life. I don't know what happened. Yeah, when when I heard that people were shipping Alder and Tally, I was like, you you're so wrong. What are you doing? <laughs> but they're but the but why and then and then it was real so I, I could know I can't stop I'm so sorry uh additional I'll things I shipped stop. Petra and Alder they have a tension okay they have some There's tension sexual tension there god what else did we ship um uh the whole trio I still shipped the whole, the whole trio. trio yeah the trio um Bell Rance collar sometimes because I Bell really like collar the, on occasion the way that Scylla and and Abigail Interactive is in- entertaining sometimes. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel like they have a, that's our girlfriend and we're going to put up with each other because of it. Yeah, sort of situation they do. Like on. they have like a, this is our girlfriend energy. Let's see. I do believe that, I truly fully believe that Alder and Nikta used to date. So oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't ship it, but like I, I believe that that is a thing that happened in the past. Nikta is really homoerotic at all times so gay oh my god and for what like she's so gay all the time and why what is she doing like she's out there being gay and doing crimes like she's literally the agenda there's a lot of times on motherland where i'm like did you mean to play this this gay and i I think think, she did well no it's it's with nikta it's with tally and alder and i'm like did you intend this i don't know if i think so i don't know i think i think so i think with talder they did because they've been advertised 
advertising it the way that like in that way and they filmed I think they it, might like, have begun advertising they, it once the f- phantom picked up on but why would they have filmed that like there's no heterosexual explanation for the fantasy like that Nikta <laughs> makes in Tally's mind like there's nothing there's no way you can write that off as like not what it was like it 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 just isn't possible. So if they didn't want to make anything out of it, like there's no way, because what was that? So let's talk about these ships individually. So Rayla, I was honestly oh. really impressed on where they went this season. I really like them. I feel like they've both grown a lot as people and they've grown a lot in their relationship with each other. And Scylla also gave Rael a lot of very needed space to make her own decisions and gave her a lot of agency over the decision to even whether they were going to be a thing anymore or whether she was going to come back to her. Like all of that, every hand, like the ball has been in Rael's court like the whole time for that. And I think that Scylla needed to, to do that. I really appreciate the ball being in Rael's court, especially after the lying. Like, there's no way that, there's no way that uh, Scylla could have not lied in that situation. But the thing is, now she has to make up for it. And she's doing so well at that. She's doing really well. Her redemption arc is going so well. Like, Scylla is leaving it up to Rael exactly what they do and what their relationship is and I feel that there is a level of trust between them that there wasn't before a level of trust that I wouldn't have expected I mean Rael literally sent her to her dad and like her family in the session and that's that's something that I I would think takes a humongous amount of trust like to to do that oh like, yeah that's her definitely only family that she has left like I mean she lost everything else so and I think at the point that she, like she had just found out about everything with her mom so like it was probably a really hard decision to make to send Scylla there but I really appreciated the relationship between Willa Collar and, well, and Willa. <laughs> I love them so much they were so cute everything they did together was great I really liked their relationship and I loved that Scylla got like a chance to bond with Rael's mom and to like know her yeah I wish we had gotten some Rael and Willa yeah yeah I was sad that Rael didn't get that similar time and also that there wasn't a time with like all three of them together where they were all bonding and no one was dying but that's okay (laughs) that that's something about this season that has been particularly difficult there's not a lot of time for bonding and not dying someone's always kind of constantly about to die um it's war now and this this season is like focused on the war so everyone is constantly in battle or being attacked or being kidnapped or like some crazy stuff is always going down the it's really gruesome actually like some of the scenes and like having the throats cut out and stuff like there's a lot of really rough stuff I mean they literally were gonna hang and burn a child so I mean there was some really rough things going on let's make an initial move from Rayla to Bell Collar I know that a lot of people don't ship it I do I I initially started shipping it in season one because I love myself a little enemies to lovers and I feel like their relationship is really deep regardless of whether it's romantic Romantic or not. I genuinely like them together. I think obviously because I ship Rayla, like I, I prefer Rayla, but like I do ge- I, I do feel like they have a very deep connection to each other. Something like, I like about them is that they complement each other. And this is true of the whole unit. They work so well as a team. And that doesn't have to be romantic, but sometimes I see it that way. See, I really liked what I like shipped the whole unit for that reason. And then I kind of really liked adding Scylla in there and just making it a whole thing. Because like when they were 
in the woods and like they're all in their little strike team uniforms right and like Scylla's just out there in the woods and like her little beanie and like they're all in these like official military uniforms and she's just out there in a beanie like chilling like a gay and <laughs> it was just really cute like all of them out there on their little mission together I don't know I just really like the unit plus Scylla like I thought they were really cute like all as one thing like working together like they all worked really well together they all had really complementary skills they were all very useful it was going really well you know until like Nick just screwed it up with the bats and everything and they started trying to kill each other but like until then they were all getting along really well and it was going great I actually hadn't really considered the unit plus Scylla but honestly I like it there's there's something about Motherland Fort Salem that makes it feel like a universe where there's more polyamory I mean there there genuinely is too there genuinely is Abigail has three dads. Mamma Mia, y'all. Mamma Mia. And we spend time with them. We spend actual time with them this season, which I was so happy about because it's not just a passing comment anymore. They're like actually right there. Yes, I was glad to meet the dads. And you know, even though it's not sapphic stuff, I honestly really like Abigail and Adil. I didn't like Abigail and Adil so much in the first season, but once Adil started martyring people, I was, I, I feel you. I see you. I appreciate you. I like that, that Adil's really powerful and yeah. also I like how much he cares about he seems to like really genuinely care a lot about mm-hmm. Abigail and like I just think that they complement each other really well. I think he became more interesting as he became more of a conflicted person. Yeah, the whole pacifist thing wasn't really doing it. Well anything. no, I think <laughs> him being conflicted about whether he wants to do war or not makes it a murder. Is, is a lot is a lot better than the pacifism plotline for him but let's ignore him because he's not sapphic stuff let's talk about sorry Adele let's talk about Talder Kristen and I I, are obsessed I'm obsessed all I care about anymore I I don't do anything else it's literally the only thing I think about I'll be like walking dogs thinking about Talder just like listening to music on the radio and I'm like this is about Talder like everything is about Talder like I'm never not thinking about Talder actually is it kind of morally dubious? Yes. Everything like, about this whole show is morally dubious. Yes, though. that's also true. And like, I mean, she is an immortal rather than an actual 40-year-old woman. Right. Like if if she was an 18-year-old vampire and Tally was an 18-year-old, that would make sense. But she's a 330-year-old witch who is also kind of 40. So it's it's a little weird. It's a little odd. I, I'll admit I was reluctant about it at first. And then I started shipping it ironically. And then I got really into it because for some reason, they just kept putting that kind of energy out there. And they have I, a really, really great dynamic and like a really do. powerful energy. And I just feel like they could be so powerful. Also, the whole we shared a brain and now we're sharing visions is the really like I mean the, the little like soul link connections yeah. that are going on there yeah you can't really ignore that I mean that's very soulmate it's very soulmate and for what um what was that vision Tally I just want to I just want you to know like Tally Craven you're not straight like you can't just like fantasize about that kind of stuff and and tell me you're straight I refuse to believe yes the honestly I don't think so there's one character on motherland who is a heterosexual it's the imperatrix we all hate her she wants to make everyone else as straight as she is hates her like nobody likes her no one likes her everybody else if I am cursed to be a heterosexual you must all be cursed to be involved in heterosexual relations Everyone else is at least a little gay. Like there's, what is it? Um, 
um, Adil and Gregorio kind of have yeah, like a thing. They, they, they have an energy. And they have so, energy. I, I kind of ship that a little bit. I kind of like them. They're cute. I'm, I've also been shipping Petra and Alder. They have because like, they have like that sexual tension. Like I hate you, but I fucked you at Beltane one year kind of energy. <laughs> I know we said it last episode. We still think so. I still think it happened. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I actually really liked where they went that last episode with that like handshake thing. Like I support you. I am behind you, even if I don't agree with what. You you did to me that was a that moment. was really hard to watch though that was so hard to like take on as a person who like really likes alder i thought that was like, oh god I didn't like seeing that but episode eight was painful um that i think it was so much to me to see tally as the one who called out alder but i think it was also what both those characters needed i i would have it was really pain i thought it was i was just surprised that she struck after when her back was turned like that like that's there's not really any honor in that and i felt like tally has such a strong code of morals that she follows like there's the whole reason for her arc is that she like feels like you know super vindicated by getting the truth out there and acting a certain way and being like morally just and all this stuff and I I don't know like sometimes I feel like she's a little hypocritical but I also know she's like very naive because she's young and like maybe she doesn't make the best choices because she's literally like 19 years old or 18 or something she's like a baby I appreciated in episode nine that Tali was like oh god I did all this and it led to this I'm really glad that she finally had, I'm really glad she finally had that realization because then when she was talking to Alder, like in that very last moment where she was like, I may not agree with what you've done, but I'm starting to get like why you've had to make these kinds of decisions and what it's like to have to like carry them for the rest of your life and have to like deal with that kind of stuff. She was in no, I mean, she's 18 years old. She has no right to judge anything really, but like she felt so, she just she was such a Gryffindor she was just she was so on her quest and she really believed and I was like oh man she's gonna screw it up I just know it and I love her anyway but she her little naivety like really screwed everything up and I don't know why she didn't like why it didn't occur to her that this was obviously what was gonna happen like it seemed really obvious to me the entire time I was like if you do this like, it's just going to embolden the Camarilla. It's just going to screw everything up with the U.S. government. It's going to, like, literally get rid of Alder. And then if you get rid of the biddies, like, Alder's going to die. Like, I just, I, I was like, this leads to Alder dying. Like, I don't know how it could not. And I granted the mycelium exists and said absolutely not on time for that. But, like, if she didn't, like, I, I mean, really, like, it kind of does. Like, there's only one way it could go. So the thing with me in that is I don't think Tally was thinking about the consequences. I think Tally but that's thinking. the thing is she didn't think about the consequences and like you kind of have to like the whole reason Alder made any of these horrible seeming decisions that she did were because she was thinking about the consequences like she chose the things that she chose to do because during war you have to make really horrible decisions and people are gonna die and it's shitty and it's sad because it's war and it's always like that and that sucks but like she she made the decisions based on the information she had at the time to try to make the decision that would have the least people die, you know, like the trolley problem. And like, I feel like Tally didn't really like do the math and like think it through. I think what Tally was thinking was, if I do this right thing, everything will be okay. And but like, that's a sometimes really naive way to it's think. It's so sad because sometimes doing the right thing isn't actually doing the right thing. Like, 
doing the thing that's honest isn't necessarily the thing that is good for everyone. Like doing the thing that might be right and just isn't necessarily what is the correct move during a time like war, which I think is something that she unfortunately had to realize when everything happened with Penelope. And I I, I was sad that she had to realize it that way. I, I, I you know, I mean, that that's got to be really hard to deal with. I didn't want her to have to like take that kind of thing on. But also consider she wouldn't have had to make those kinds of decisions if she hadn't made the decisions she made before that. Something that I'm looking for forward to is seeing how all this plays out like I want to know what changes I want to know how Tally changes I want to know how all three of our main characters change and you know also Scylla and also I Alder. I feel like Tally's also... gonna go a little bit dark and I'm kind of like ready for it because Tally went into the show like very innocent very like wide-eyed innocent literal virgin like I just felt like she started out the most naive and innocent of all of them and I just think she's gonna go really dark with this timeline after having like been part of killing Penelope and like having set the set in motion what happened at the fort and set in motion what happened to Alder I just I think she's gonna go kind of I don't know I think she's gonna be conflicted and a little more morally gray and I mean I also know that that. her mentor right now is Nikti so I don't know how it's gonna go for her with Nikta I I think Nikta has a crush on her to be honest um but I don't think that she you know necessarily reciprocates that but I I don't think so I I don't think she does at all because she's constantly like can you maybe not like can you stop (laughs) like what is wrong with you but Nick does just like on about it at all times. And I'm like, you know what? I You can't fault a girl for trying. Like, you know, I mean, she did try to kill her and she did steal her face and she did do a lot of bad stuff. But she's obviously, you know, who wouldn't try to flirt with Tally Craven if they had the opportunity? Um, So I'm honestly really looking forward to season three, although I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because we have been given our final season. I thought. No, do not like. I'm worried that they're going to try to rush everything. Yeah. Now that they feel like they have to. I'm worried that they will stick a bunch of stuff into the season. And honestly, I love Motherland Fort Salem, but the worst thing about this show is the pacing. It's uneven. And I don't want to see it get worse. I don't want to see us bound through a ton of cool content that would have been cooler if we had more time to spend on it. It's also like, it's a world with a lot of lore. There's, it's a very large, like very well-realized, intricate world. And I just really wanted to see more of it. And I'm so sad to think that like, there's just not going to be enough more of it. Yeah. Um. So this is a reason that we've got to fight for a season four. And it's also a reason that if we don't get a season four, if season three is the last one, I want to see some additional material for this show. I want comic book. I want book. I want audio dramas. Like I I would like more. Give me all the Motherland content. I will buy it. I will put it in my room. I will hold on to it. We will crowdfund those comic books, guys. Like, come on. Like, you know, we will. Like, you like they should know this. I think that they would be able to do this. Like, that's what they should do. I'd crowdfund a movie. I'm down for it. Like, I'm ready. Take my money, Motherland. My money that I don't have. I don't have any, but if I had any, it would be for you, I swear. Oh, I mean, I don't have a lot, but like, Motherland, I will give you $25, please. Motherland, would you like five bucks? I will give you (laughs) exactly five bucks. Yeah. 
Um, well, what will that buy me? Can I please have one Talder? I would like at least one Talder. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. So what's your hope for next season? So I really want Alder to come back as like basically a goddess, like the mycelium goddess. I don't know, like the goddess of the witches. Like, I just think she's basically a god now. Like she's resurrecting and she's going to be like super powerful, like even more powerful somehow. And also probably what they need to like turn the tide of the war. They really need that. They need something. I mean, they've got a lot, but apparently it's not working out. So they, they need even more. And um, I hope that the Camarilla really gets what's coming to them. I want Vice President Silver to really suffer. You don't just murder your own daughter. That's insane. I think he should suffer a lot. And I think Tally should be the one to do it probably because she deserves that, I think. And what else do I want? Let's see. I kind of want... I want more Rayla because I think they're really cute together. I, th- I like watching them. I think Abigail and Adil have something like really powerful going on and I'm really intrigued by it. Like they have some sort of weird thing going on when they combine their magic together that like the Camarilla has kind of prophesized about as being some sort of like thing they definitely want to avoid, <laughs> which means I obviously want to see it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so what by I'm that. looking forward to in next season, honestly, it, it surprises me that I'm looking forward to it because like the first season, I wasn't that into Rayla. I really want to see how those girls like grow and evolve and how they do together on the run. I want to see how Rayla interacts with Abigail and with Tally and with Nick. She the birds into a little R in the sky for Rayelle. Like she loves her so much. She, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I, I love them and I want okay. more. And that surprises me so much because I was not their biggest you fan. You were not, you were not a fan of them. You were not a Scylla fan at all no. in the beginning. You were like, really anti-Scylla at the beginning <laughs> in season one and uh, that was like a really unpopular opinion too and you oh, were yeah. like really gun-ho about it <laughs> and so now you've like really come around and I remember being really surprised when you texted me the first time and we're like oh my gosh I'm feeling Rayla now and I was like wait what so I want to see more of that I, I want I'm really looking forward to like the first interaction between Alder and Tally whatever the hell that is like I know I'm, I'm curious what that's gonna be like I just know it's gonna it's probably gonna disappoint me because I know it won't be whatever I want it to be but I just I still want it anyway I'm also really hoping for more Anacostia I feel like we didn't get I, enough of her I, this I season. feel like she's gonna be in it because she's she's like one of the only people now that knows and I really like this new like I don't know, this new angle they've got for her where she kind of like, she's with the army, but she's also like sees all the other side. Like I like that the army and the spray are kind of like sort of working together now and they all have like this common goal and they're also like anti the president of the United States. Like I'm really into like the fact that they're just like actually screw the fact that we're supposed to be fighting for the United States. Secretly hate it. Like I I don't know. I'm into like, it. we're here for I like witches that- and only witches. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm for it. Like I understand where it's coming from and I like that Petra finally got down off her thing about having to yeah she just was really into having to follow everything by like the book and like she was so rigid I guess and then I mean she was sort of by the book and sort of going behind her general's back yeah she went she did a lot of things to steal power that I don't think necessarily she should have done and I do think she took advantage of Tally a bit which I don't appreciate to do that but 
I, I don't know. I think she made some very foolish decisions, but but they caught up with her very quickly. Yeah. And I think when that happened, she realized like, oh my God, I'm so out of my depth. This is not what I expected. And then she thought she was powerful enough to get Abigail and her friends out of trouble. And when she realized she wasn't, I think she's like, oh my God, like, what have I done? All right. So we probably do have to finish this up. I want more moments with Rail's dad with like yes. all the girls. I think he's so cute. I think they're all really adorable together. I just want them to have like great times in the session. Like I know they're on the run and stuff, but I just think they should, they should get to have like some sort of time together. And I also yeah. hope we get to see Willa again since she like lives in the mycelium anyway. So we should theoretically get to see her again. I want to see some joy for our characters. Like I know that this is a difficult show where hard things happen, but I want to see them be happy for a little while. I know yeah, I, like, might I know they're fugitives. It. I know they're fugitives, but can they please like at least like can someone just give them a hug? Like, please. They're on a fugitive <laughs> road trip. They can have some fun someone give Alder a hug like as soon as she gets out of that mushroom like I think she needs a hug really bad everyone on this show needs a hug Rael needs a hug except Zoe for needs the Imperatrix the Imperatrix just needs to calm down I, I support this no one's getting hand fasted right because they're busy being fugitives like so that's probably not going to be like a thing next season that's good maybe news that, maybe that plot line's over like I didn't really love that plot line it was no. really heterosexual so maybe that's done like I'd be cool with that being done all right so what are we gonna rate this well i would say this was really fucking gay this season so let's yeah see. rate it out of i am going to rate this 10 out of 10 glasses of whiskey in alder's office because there was a lot of whiskey going on in alder's office and also a lot of other things and maybe <laughs> there should have been more things but it's fine it's okay i'm gonna rate this nine out of ten magic mushrooms yes didn't you rate it magic mushrooms last time too? I might have. It's okay. There's a lot of magic mushrooms. There's a lot all. of magic mushrooms. All right. So next episode is on saving what face. Like, what is the next episode? Saving face. So yes. tune in so- for that. And please subscribe and rate us. Please like our content. If you like our content, we really like comments and ratings and anything that you can do on your different devices and if you could follow our socials um we've been trying to post a little more on that we i will need to do better with the instagram but maddie's been crushing it on twitter so i mean i would recommend following we are at sapphic stuff pod yes and that way you can always keep up to date with what we are going to be posting next all right we'll see you soon on sapphic stuff